Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 194 of Bad Slips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, sweating to death in my home office. <laughs> He's Justin Anderson out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, uh, how was your week, man? Week's been good. It's been uh, cold yeah. and cold and wet out here in Saskatoon, so we've kind of traded weather with you. We've gotten the wet stuff this week. Oh. It's supposed to warm up and be about 30 degrees this weekend, though, so thunderstorm city coming out over here soon. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to play some beach volleyball tonight and uh, might get a blizzard either after or maybe I'll save it for tomorrow when it warms up and get a blizzard on a warm day. We'll see. Hey. How was your yeah, week? Yeah, that's cool. It was good, man. I was uh, like off and on really busy. I've been pounding uh, the overtime lately. Nice. I bought a desk and I, I've got to fix my, my home office setup. I'm going to have dual desks. It's gonna be whack. Wow, mega desk. Uh, yeah, it'll be kind of a mega. It'll be a dual desk where one side will be work, the other side is play. Ooh. Uh, it's it's a good setup. It'll be a good setup. I'm eventually gonna replace this other desk with another desk from IKEA, but uh, <laughs> just give myself a little bit more space. Desks on desks on desks. Mega desk. Yeah, that's all we need is more mega desk. But um, if you like what we do here. Uh, that was a terrible transition. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BFND Podcast. Go ahead and DM or tweet us, whatever you want. Just don't send us a dick pic. I guess. If you like mega desks, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't exactly. Don't talk about them ever. We <laughs> are on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Website bfmdpodcast.com. You guys already know all this shit. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Go ahead and leave us a review or a five-star rating uh, to help more people find us. Uh, Justin, we have two non... We actually have three because something just slid across my desk here a minute ago. A uh, couple couple pieces of non-baseball-related news just to... You know, you know we like to fuck around at the start of this. <laughs> uh, CFL season has started. I decided that for this season, I'm going to test out what it's like to be a Saskatchewan Riders fan. So, or yeah. Oh, because so, like, being um, a Blue Jays fan wasn't enough torment for you already. <laughs> pain. Um, no, just I guess the thing is, there's no team in Atlantic Canada, and yeah, I was like, I guess I was an Alouettes fan for a long time, and then I was a Red Blacks fan, and I don't like I have no allegiance because like I just don't have anything. I have nowhere to put my roots, man. So, um, obviously, I'm not going to root for Edmonton no. or Hamilton because they suck. Um, or BC because they're too far away. So, it's got to be Saskatchewan. They're the weirdest team. There used to be another Rough Riders team too, right? Yeah, the Ottawa, Ottawa Rough, Rough Riders. Rough Riders. But they, theirs was uh, two different words. It was rough, rough riders. Riders. The rough riders in Saskatchewan is just one word. Same, same fucking thing. It's but just whatever. A compound word. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love the rivalry that the rough riders have with the Stampeders and with the pretty much anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. I like how they're kind of like everybody's. They 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 have good yeah. rivalries with everybody, and I like the green. It's very unique amongst. Uh, professional sports yeah. yeah i like it. it's cool so i'm a rough riders fan we won the first game 31 13 against the hamilton tiger cats you were there i was there yeah i was sitting uh in row i guess it was technically row five but it was row two because there is no row three two one i guess in that section i was in so i was two rows off the field around the 10 yard line of the hamilton side of the field the visitor side uh one of my good friends plays for for Hamilton on the defensive line, and he was able to snag some tickets for me. Um, I was going to say, did you want to shout that out? Yeah, so not, shout, but... shout out to my boy. I'm not going to name him just so they don't want people to attack him on social media or anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. We play Xbox together. Um, yeah. yeah, we've known each other for quite a while. But uh, yeah, some of the boys that we play, that we game with are we're planning to fly out to Hamilton. Um, the riders are there the Friday of Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. So we're all oh, we're, yeah, planning yeah, to, yeah. we're planning to do a big meetup out there that weekend nice. uh, to watch our, our boy play. And some of us have never met. Most of us have never met in person before. So it'll be uh, a nice face reveal for a bunch of us anyway. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Great game, though. The Riders dominant fashion. 
I don't know how to pronounce the quarterbacks. Fajardo. Cody Fajardo. Yeah. Fajardo. Yep. Uh, he looked good, and he got. Uh, he threw a touchdown. He looked good in the, in, the, in the second half. The first half was a little shaky, but uh, no mistakes though, which is what you love to see. He had you in the first half. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but the defense really stepped up. Lots of sacks, lunches, and uh, a couple of different uh, interceptions. Yep. I sound like a 60-year-old dad learning these sport for the first time. <laughs> they got two interceptions, and lots of players got sacked lunches. Uh, no, I'm just being an idiot. No, but it's cool. Like, um, yep. I'm, I'm going to get back into CFL this year. And maybe every once in a while we'll we'll update everybody on Grey Cups in Regina this year. So that's kind of cool. I, I hope won't they be going it. because it's too much money. Um, yeah, unless they do make it, then I'll probably just sell my left kidney sell your, to yeah. to go. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. All right, go go riders. That was go cool. Riders. The second thing that we're gonna talk about sport wise out of three, uh, LOL Ferrari. Yeah. Screw off. I'm so mad. Like I, so for those of you who, who don't know, this? <laughs> I've gotten really into F1 this year. Um, I was I started watching the uh, after years of peer pressure from coworkers. I finally started watching Drive to Survive on Netflix, and yeah. it, re- it rekindled my childhood love for Formula One. Yeah. Um, and through watching the show, I became a Charles a Charles Leclerc fan. And he started with Alfa Romeo when I first witnessed his racing prowess and then moved to Ferrari, which was my childhood team because I was a huge Kimi Räikkönen and Michael Schumacher fan as a kid. Um, so I followed Charles to Ferrari. Um, I also enjoyed watching Carlos Sainz when he was racing with Renault, and then he has also moved to Ferrari. So two of my favorite drivers to watch now race for my childhood team. So naturally, I'm a Ferrari fan. And yeah, the last, two of the last three races, well, just to recap, Charles Leclerc has f- started started in first place the last four events. He's had four pole positions in a row. And he has not won a single one of them. Um, one of them due to just good racing by another team. One of them in yeah. Monaco due to shitty pit stop strategy by his team, not his fault. And then two of them due to his car just basically blowing up. His engine has failed twice. And both times that his engine has failed, he has been comfortably in the lead, where only a driver mistake or a mechanical failure would would have cost him the race. And both times that that has that has happened, so it's been a rough a rough last four races. And I got up at five a.m. or four forty-five my time, Sunday morning. So to recap, we got <laughs> home from the rider game at like eleven thirty, went to bed around twelve thirty. Slept for yeah. four hours, got up to watch racing, and on lap twenty three, both Ferrari drivers were out because both their cars blew up. So it was a rough weekend the, for sleep. Do you remember the meme I sent you? Yeah, with the clowns on it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was well, yeah, but then there was the other too. meme with the uh, the chef wearing the Ferrari uh, gear, and he was loading up like a gun that had oh, a yeah, penny yeah. in it. It just said "Mamma Mia." That was <laughs> yeah. my favorite meme of the week. <laughs> it was a good meme there. Formula Dank is a great subreddit. Oh my god, yes. There's so much there's so many fire memes on Formula Dank. So if you ever want a laugh and you're F one fan, go on Formula Dank on Reddit and you'll just sort by like top posts of all time or like the past couple <laughs> months or something and you'll get you'll get some bangers. You will see the Mamma Mia one. That one's yeah. That I one's... think that one gets used a lot anytime Ferrari <laughs> does any doesn't win anything. It's yeah. So funny. this weekend's the Canadian Grand Prix though, Patrick. It I know I'm so excited. Kicks dude. off tomorrow. I've got some friends who are actually going, so I'm gonna see if I can uh, get my best friend to buy me a Ferrari shirt for like eighty dollars nice. or something, and I'll pay her back next time I see her. But uh, it's the yeah. what is Friday? It's not qualifying. Sub- uh, it's practice. First, the first two practice, practice sessions is our, our Friday afternoon. Qualification though is Saturday. Free practice three on qualifiers go on Saturday. Yeah, with the race Sunday Ooh. afternoon. I think the race starts at like noon or something my time on Sunday. So I won't be watching the Blue Jays play the Yankees on Sunday. I'll be watching the race most likely because yeah, there are twenty four races and there are one hundred and sixty two baseball games. So I got to pick my battles. Yeah, exactly. I'll have it the baseball game. Is. I've got like twenty five fucking screens in my office. I'll find a way to watch both. Yeah, same. I'm I'm currently looking at three. Like, it's yeah. just like there's gonna be like there's gonna be, be sports there. on. Yeah, it just won't there's be the center be of attention. Of yeah, there'll be a lot of sports, uh, and one of them will be 
uh, you watching Ferrari lose again. Hopefully not. To the might of Sergio Perez. Uh, no, I'm not a Max Verstappen fan. I am. I'm. I'm rooting for my man, Sergio Perez. Checo. Yeah, he's an old man uh, compared to a lot of these young bucks out on the field. He's 32, but uh, I like what I've seen the last couple races. He's been. He's coming on. I think yep. he, this is his year. He's, he's racing really well in that in that Red Bull. That Red Bull's fast. So he should have won in Spain, but he was. I don't want to talk orders. about it. Whatever. <laughs> Do whatever, do whatever you want to do, Red Bull. But I'm warning you, you're gonna to have to make some tough choices if Perez wins this race and Verstappen's not on the podium. Yeah, my boy is gonna win Canadian Grand Prix and he's gonna take the title. Bold claim, bold if, if true. Big if true, Patrick. Marsh. Let's talk about baseball, dude. Um, yeah. The first thing I want to, I just want to get it out of the way. We won four games, we lost three games. We wanted to go five and two in this stretch of seven games. We didn't. Uh, that's life. It's not a big deal. Um, if you're upset about today's game, the Jays got thumped ten to two by the Orioles. Guess what? The Orioles are a good team. Let's move on. Vladdy. We were all worried about him. We didn't see a lot of home runs from him. In his last fifteen games, well, I guess it's sixteen games now. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has seven home runs. And 15 runs batted in. Yeah. Uh, no runs batted in today. He only went one for four with a strikeout. But fuck it. Let's talk about it. Vladdy looks like the Vladdy of old now. He's hitting piss missiles. Yeah, he, he is. I would still like to see the launch angle increase a little bit. But it, obviously, yep. he, he's hit seven home runs. So the ball has been in the air more consistently. And the hit he did have today was a opposite field double to right center that bounced on that warning track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It was in the air. Um, he's hitting screamers, yeah. Like he, like he had three balls over 110 miles per hour in last night's game. Yep. He's he's the he was one of only I think it said f- uh, five or four or five players in the Statcast era, so the past eight seasons, to have three hits in the same game of over 110 miles per hour, and he's done it twice. So, yep. um, the guy the guy hits rockets and. Yeah, he's 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 his average is coming back up. It was down below two fifty for a bit there, but I think it's back around two seventy now. So it's two seventy. It's gone up about thirty or twenty five to thirty points, depending on like couple weeks. Yeah, in the past couple weeks. So he's he's regressing to the he's regressing to the mean. (laughs) His OPS is also up quite a bit too. Although it's kind of it's starting to level off in the high eight hundreds. Yeah, he was hovering around eight hundred for a while there, which is like still very good, but it was low for Vladdy. Yeah, I mean, people saying, well, maybe he doesn't belong at the All-Star game. Shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. He's got the popularity, and he's playing better now. So, I mean. Yep, he'll be going to the All-Star game. He might be starting. Just calm down to call him a bust or whatever. Just, like, go touch grass. (laughs) I think we're past the point of calling him a bust. Yeah, go touch grass. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about... this is the one I was least excited about talking yeah. about. You say Kikuchi. Your boy. Tossing another ham sandwich out there. Yeah. Um, fuck, I don't his, even know what to say, man. His past three games have not been good. He's had a rough June. Uh, his cutter is getting rocked. His slider is getting rocked now. The... I mean, he's, he has stopped throwing the cutter pretty yeah, much Yeah, but the slider is not hitting the zone at all anymore. Yeah. Rocking everybody. The the problem with the slider if you look if you look at his Savant page is it's it's pretty the, the heat map is pretty much right down the middle of the zone. Yeah. Which if you're putting a slider in the strike zone at like belly button height, it's probably not going to be a good time. He's missing a lot. Yeah. For, for all the talk on like the broadcast and from like Blue Jays coaches about how much they're they're impressed with this this new this quote unquote new pitch, like this modified cutter, it's not good. Like it it gets it gets absolutely tattooed. They're hitting three twenty nine against it with an OPS like well over a thousand. Um, the fastball they're only hitting two thirteen against it. The expected numbers are higher, yes, but. He throws ninety six as a lefty. Like I just, I, I can't understand Patrick. Why they haven't just said, you know, like 
you're throwing right now you're throwing 52% fastballs this season. Why not just throw 60% fastballs and maybe throw a few more changeups? Like this changeup they're hitting 111 against it Patrick and he only throws it 13.6% of the time. I don't want to accuse him of being stubborn about how he like what his pitch selection is. Because I don't know if it's him or if it's the catcher. It's probably a bit of both. But if I'm the catcher and he's shaking me off, I'm just putting the same symbol down every fucking time until he finally throws it. I don't even care. I'll, I'll sit there for 20 minutes if I have to to get him to throw the same throw the change up. I'll just keep putting change up, change up, change up, change up. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to be. He needs to attack the zone every time yeah. he's gone out and attacked the zone. He's crushed whatever team it was. Doesn't matter what team. Including the Yankees. Yeah, he looked great against, against the Yankees. Yeah. Um, the problem is he's trying to nip the zone, and it's he's failing so much with his slider. Yeah. If it's he's not nipping the zone, he's hardly nipping the zone. When he does, yeah, that's terrific. Uh, but when it's like um right down the middle, right down Main Street, it's getting taken for a ride. Yeah. And his fastball, I'm not really. I don't know. I'm not really overly impressed with that too much it's just nothing's working for him right now and his whip is at 1.54 he's walking way too many fucking batters mm-hmm. it's they i just think they need to do a hard reset like what they did with strips last year talk okay what pitches can he throw uh obviously the cutter fastball change up <laughs> fastball change up and maybe sometimes a slider but i think slider's he, getting clobbered. I he, think he needs to, to do something that's not a slider like maybe maybe it needs to be a curveball maybe it needs to drop maybe it needs to go down more than it needs to go left it needs to go left to right you know he's just missing like it needs more vertical than horizontal i think because he's got a good fastball he's it's a great upper, fastball upper percentile yeah, average is 95 yeah they're keying in on his fastball because nothing else is getting in the zone well the thing is the fastball is not getting hit though like it's they they've got like, like i said it's a 213 batting average against his fastball this year it's i mean not, that's not it's, terrible it's not getting hit it's 329 against the slider like it's he's getting clobbered on the slider it's because it's 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 a muffin yeah he's leaving it's, muffins in the zone barely above the mendoza line if he throws his fastball and He's a hall. Of, they're, they're hall of fame players when they hit his when they hit his slider. So it's just, yeah. It, yeah, the difference in like extra base hits, um, like he's so on both of those pitches, the four seamer and the slider, there have been fifty six batted ball events. Patrick, four home runs on the fastball, the three on the slider, but the big difference is in doubles. Only three doubles on the on the fastball, twelve on the slider. His so stuff. it's the slugging percentage is is much higher. On the According slider. to um, Savant, yeah, his stuff is very similar to 2021 Robert Ray. It's yeah, <laughs> but the it, fr- from what I'm seeing here, his slide he is getting whiffs on the slider, but when he leaves it in the zone, it's getting crushed, which is way yeah. too often. Yeah, he does get a lot of whiffs on the changeup. And obviously the fastball, I don't know. I think it could be better. I think if he changes up his delivery, maybe, and have it at the point where it's a, his fastball and changeup is yep. almost identical to make it very difficult. Yeah, see that, and that's why I can understand why he doesn't throw the changeup more because it, it's just it, for a guy who throws this good of a fastball, his changeup, in my opinion, should be his his second most used pitch. It should be. I agree with you completely on that. I, I would love to see 60% fastball or 55-ish and then somewhere between 20 and 25 on both his changeup and his slider. Mm. They, I think he should be higher for his changeup. I don't know if you want to throw it that many times, but I, I would love to see him double his changeup usage like to around 25. Strips throws a lot of changeups. He's getting a lot of success. That's because he, he worked on his delivery. He's working it's on it. Yeah. It's really, Whereas, really strong. And we saw Brios make tweaks, right? Um, Rios, we're gonna talk about him next, but he holy yeah, shit, it's, it's just turnaround. yeah, it's been great for him. Like he's he's looked very good, <laughs> but it's just the the fact that Kikuchi is still just serving up fastballs and and sliders like middle middle. It's just it's not it's not going to be a good time. And you and you've got him starting on Sunday against the Yankees, who we'll talk about 
but that's the finale of the series against Garrett Cole, and it, on paper, it's a pretty lopsided matchup in favor of the Yankees. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Let's just briefly talk about Barrios. We are we yeah. we're, we've been kind of rate like like hyper focused on uh, on Barrios because he was the guy we expected to perform better sure. than he has. He's brought all the all the numbers. Uh, you know, to a more respectable level recently, he's yeah. really not conceding walks at all, and he's he has a great chase rate. The yeah, velocity it's, getting, it's on the, really improving. Yeah, yeah, the velocity on the fastball is uh, like average, a little above average. Mm-hmm. He's not getting as many whiffs, which is ironic because he has like eighteen strikeouts in his last appearances. <laughs> but he um, got a lot of blueberries on the Savant page. What's working for him right now and what's not working? Let's break it down. Sure. I mean, the curveball is working big time. Yeah, the curveball it's extremely good. The curveball is back, you could say. Yes. Um, he has stopped throwing the sinker as much overall this season, but he has been ramping up a little bit his last couple of starts, and it has, looked, it has looked better. Yeah, he's been throwing them at the top of the zone and like sinking them in on the hands of righties at the top of the zone. You guys are just and guys are jamming it like they're yeah. it's giving up jam shots like you look at his last start here patrick against baltimore uh, yesterday uh he gave up three runs it was two home runs he had a three hits three earned runs two of them were, were dingers but no walks and eight strikeouts he's got 26 k's to three walks so far in june and over three starts and that's over 20 22 innings so yeah. I mean, outside of that two and a third inning start he had on May 29th, his his five out of those previous six starts, excluding that one, he's gone at least six and a third, and seven yep. innings three times, eight innings once. I would have argued that he should have been yanked from the the game against the Orioles after the sixth. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to see him come back out. Um, Whatever we it was a six to one. It was a six to one game at the time. Like the Jays end up winning it in extra innings, of course, after yeah. uh, the the comeback of Baltimore against uh, Jimmy Garcia. But then Romano and Simber were able to slam the door, and Vladdy, of course, walked it off. But no, Brios has like his like he said like his his numbers overall. Like he still has what like a four sixty five ERA, but his Not ERA in June is two forty five. So that's that's all star caliber at two forty five. It's like, yeah, it's going to take him some time to bring those numbers back down. And he might finish the season with the ERA over four, but he could pitch this way the rest of the season. It still might never get below four. You never know. Like, it's just the way he started. It's it was hard so to say. bad. The, we are seeing the run value on his pitches, though. Like, if you look at the run value by pitch, yeah. rate, we are starting to see the numbers decline. Like, uh, well, not decline, but like, they're they're getting, getting to where they should be. They're they're increasing from less negative towards zero. <laughs> yeah, the changeup is getting close to its, uh, like it's starting to become like a good value pitch for him. Yeah, he, doesn't, he only throws it eleven percent of the time, but the other two, the curveball and the sinker, are uh, way back down into more effective areas. His four seamer has always been the pitch that gets hit the most. Although in twenty nineteen he had good shit going. With his fastball, uh, he didn't last year, and he was dealing with, I guess, what they decided to call a dead arm. Yeah, it was I just... mean, he was he hit like ninety on the gun. It Some wasn't arm, a good time. Arm, arm fatigue, yeah. Arm fatigue, whatever. Maybe overtrained, and that was the issue. But he's starting to settle into like who he is as a pitcher, mm-hmm. and we're not just saying this to you know hype up his trade value or whatever like he's not going anywhere he's a part of this team now and in the future he struggled at the start of the year it could take the rest of the year in order to fix the problems yeah but yeah it it seems like they've identified them and the the immediate returns the past three starts have been great like he has the bullpens only had to pitch five innings his last three starts in total so yeah that's that's pretty good I would say, like, when you look at our rotation on the whole, like, I people are going to be like, oh, Gossman's 5-6 and six now because we lost the game against Orioles. No, just calm down. Listen, he there were quite a few of those starts where he didn't get run support. What's he yeah, supposed he lost, to do? He lost 3-1 to, to Detroit last week. 
Yeah, so. like, what are you going to do? He got beat up today against a good-hitting Orioles team that keyed in on his stuff. Some people are worried about maybe tipping. Maybe it's tipping, or maybe Gossman is just regressing to the mean. Could be either one. I don't know. I, I just think I'm tired of the naysayers, the negative Nellies. Gossman's still a great pitcher. His record is shit, but you know what? Jacob DeGroms was shit one of the years he won a Cy Young, so just like... Yeah, record doesn't mean much. And no, and to be fair to Gosman, like, he... His location hasn't been super good. Nope. And the fact that, like, they were showing the whiff rates on his on his splitter over, over the season, his first three starts, it was like 80% whiff, and now it's like... 20 30 40 percent max swing and with like swing and miss rates yep. on this pitch and that's because they like caleb joseph talked in the pregame with jamie campbell how he was asking players on the twins like what were what they were doing and they said well, they, were, they were just eliminating anything that was low they were looking for things up in the zone because that's where he's been throwing his fastball so we've seen him his past couple of starts today and last in, last start in detroit try to throw the fastball lower in the zone it's an adjustment for him and and I think uh, he was he was asked, like, do you ever throw your splitter for strikes? And he said, no, it's my swing and miss pitch. Maybe he's got to start throwing this, this splitter, like, actually in the zone, you know, in order to get the back on people's minds. Like, drop a first pitch splitter in there every once in a while. Like, low, like throw it low on the zone, obviously. You're not going to hang it, like, letter high. But, like, throw it in there every now and then. Got to do something. Uh, since we are kind of briefly touching on all of them, Let's just talk about Ross Stripling and what a tremendous season he is having. Yeah, he's everybody's been suddenly, yeah, suddenly everybody's on the Ross Stripling train. Guess what? <laughs> we were there first, so suck it. Go Ross. He was great uh, in his most recent start. Uh, it's weird. He's in every like he just does whatever he's is asked of him, and his savant metrics. Man, he's got a great slider, a great changeup. Uh, the fastball isn't. Like, there's not a lot of velo on the fastball. He's in a low percentile for that. But, man, he gets guys to chase his off-speed stuff. And it's just, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. He's been really, really good. And he's not conceding any walks. He's been great. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for why this team is stabilized and is starting to thrive. Because we have someone we can rely upon. Obviously, Hwanjin Ryu gone for the year. We should, we got to talk about that too, man. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it sucks. I don't it's, know. It, it's it's, it's very, just it's, it it is a shame. Yeah, it's uh it it's a it's an injury that's probably gonna end his time with the Blue Jays if. If if they because they said they're gonna they're gonna go in for the procedure and if the damage is as bad as it might be they have to do a full Tommy John, yeah. is there gonna be partial or full uh, UCL repair surgery, and if it's full it's it's a year until you get back on a mound which say he gets the surgery today, it's mid June before he can get back on a mound next year then he's got to ramp up, you maybe get him in back in games like late August or September as a Blue Jay next season. Which could be a big lift if the team is like in the hunt next year, right? Could that, be. You never know. I like, think Mar they make a move. Remember, remember when Marcus Stroman came back from the ACL and, and late in the year in 2015 and was was big in the playoffs? Like it happens. Like you could yeah. get you, you get a guy back. It's almost like getting. Uh, it's almost like making a trade when somebody like that comes off the IL. Well, either um, way, Strips is filling in admirably. Yeah, he's doing a great Oregon job. Rio, and it's great. Right now, we've got two pitchers in our rotation who are struggling in the form of Gossman. I guess I'll yeah. put him in that category. And Yusei Kikuchi, Strips is great. Manoa has, is a absolute buzzsaw right now. And Barrios is thriving after a really, really tough start for him. April was a terrible month for him. And he, he's fully recovered at this point. It's just the numbers don't look as good. So I feel okay about the rotation. I'd like to see them make a trade. We definitely need starting pitching, but we definitely also need to do something about bolstering the pen because we can't be relying on Jeremy Beasley for innings <laughs> or Julian Merriweather yeah. who's hurt right now or Trevor Richards again. Yeah. I'm so tired of talking about it. Why are they putting him out there for, 
him out there for more than an inning. Explain I don't know. It to me. It's it's. I have no idea what the situation is. It's we're kind of getting into a situation like last year where you've got, you've got your Simber, you've got your Romano, you've got your Meza, guys who you feel confident, and your Jimmy Garcia. So he had eight scoreless appearances before yesterday. So, and bullpen arms are going to have a stinker every now and then, and you and you hope they go eight eight starts or eight outings before they have one. Like it's just. Pitchers can't be perfect. That's why nobody has a zero ERA. It's just the way it is. Yep. Um, and the thing is, we're relying on guys who aren't normally relied upon to yeah. do yeah. uh to do longer work. Let's talk about yeah. right quick. I know you wanted to do the bullpen. We're just kind of hitting everybody today for pitching. You're I know you're gonna be so mad at me for bringing this up. We Trent did the Thornton. bullpen last week though. <laughs> I know Trent Thornton now has a two point five nine ERA. He's been pitching well. Uh, the credit credit to him. He's <laughs> he's I can't I can't uh, I can't be negative against the guy. He's been one of the few guys who's been pitching well recently. So, it's, but it's I feel like see. it's a it's a matter of time before he does get lit up because he doesn't get guys to chase. He doesn't get guys to strike. Yeah. He when he gets hit, They're, the rare times he's getting hit. The barrel. They seem to be. Really they high. seem to be loud outs. Yeah. So it's. It yeah. is like you're right. It's. 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 It's like how the whole offense. It's like how Matt Chapman was like top ten in baseball and hard hit rate for the first two months of the season, with a batting average of like two hundred. It took two months for the hits to finally start happening for him. Trent Thornton's gonna be a similar thing. You, you can only dodge the, the the exit velocities and the launch angles for so long before stuff starts to either leave the yard or go for loud hits so yeah i'm scared to look up his fip it's probably not very good i don't want to look it up either to be honest yeah i wouldn't bother but i'm going to i mean look he's 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 been giving us uh one or one plus or two plus uh innings of relief he's kind of the new ross stripling in in that he's taken that role and for now it's working but at some point the metrics all seem to indicate that he's going to get hit real hard at some mm-hmm. point. And so, when it happens, yeah. So Trent Thornton's, his FIP is really good because it doesn't calculate, it, it uses home runs per fly ball as a calculation and his, yeah. he hasn't given up one yet. His yeah. ex-FIP, which uses 10.5% as home run per fly ball, is 440. So while it's not terrible, it's two runs higher than his ERA right now. So. He's beating the projections, which He's is kind of sexy. But beating the projections big time right now, and you hope he continues to do that because this team is, like I said, it's get, we're getting into a situation like we were in last last couple of years where you've got your three or four reliable bullpen arms who you like to use when you're winning, when you need holds and saves, and then you've got your guys like the Thorntons and like the Gages and like the Beasleys and like the Phelpses and like the Richardses who you like to use when you're either up by a bunch or down by a bunch. Yeah. And those guys that I just listed off there, the second group of them, haven't been reliable lately. And you, you need to... If, if, you're, if you're Ross Atkins, and, I'm, and obviously Ross is doing this, you've got to be out there every day talking to other GMs about who who's available and what you can get in the starting pitching and relief pitching markets and and as the season goes on the Jays have 99 games left after today Patrick we're underneath the 100 games remaining now teams are starting to figure out if they're competing or not like you've got the Yankees who are 30 games above 500 and then you've got like team dumpster fires like the Pirates and the Reds who are who are bad but a lot of those teams that are really bad don't have a lot of <laughs> um players who you really want to go get and the ones that you do want to get are going to cost you an arm and a leg so it's it's really a it's a tough situation to be in for jay's magic right now because you want to add players but you also don't want to overpay for them uh either because you, you don't like you don't want we're not in a sell the farm to win situation right now because this team is like this is this is realistically like the second year of the winning window with this current core of young players and you still have, you still have like four more years of Springer. You still have a bunch of more years of Laddie and Bo and Romano and Biggio and Espinal and Gab Moreno now who's doing really well. Alejandro Kirk, you've got your core for a long time. So you're not like, this isn't like the 2015 or 2016 Blue Jays where every year it's like, well, Eben is old. Jose is old. Josh Donaldson's old. That we've got to win now with this group if we're going to. We're not in that situation yet, so you don't want to sell your future when you're in a wild card spot comfortably right now. Like you're going to have a shot at the dance, most likely, unless this team implodes. 
um, to at least get into the the like past the wild card round and play a team yeah. like the Yankees in a best of seven series. So yeah, it's... like if if they were scuffling around five hundred, I'd be like, well, it's either you make a move or you maybe you consider flipping assets uh, and sort of recharging for for next year. But they're not they're in a good spot. Like I know it's early, and we talk we talk ad nauseum on this podcast yeah. about how. Being in the wild card rate now doesn't matter. They're eleven games above five hundred after yep. sixty six games, so the season is just over. Like we're a third of, a third of the way through the year. Yep. And you've got ninety nine games left. You've won eleven more than you've lost. Like you're on pace for ninety four, ninety five wins right now, which That's in most years, in. yeah, most years is going to be close to a division title. But of course, the Yankees are on pace for like one hundred and fifteen wins or something stupid right now. Which is probably not going to happen, but if and if it does, like good for them, right? But like, <laughs> you can't uh, you can't base this team's numbers and successes off of what the Yankees are doing right now because the Yankees are having like a historic start. There hasn't been there's been like maybe three or four teams in baseball history who have gotten off to this good of a start, especially in like the current thirty team format of the league too. Let's talk about the big series this weekend. Father's Day weekend. Um, people, you may be worried about this series, and let me tell you, regardless of what happens, whether the Yankees sweep us, whether we sweep the Yankees, there's still going to be 96 more games. (laughs) For both teams. Some of you, some of you need to take a step back and just enjoy baseball, and if you're not enjoying it... Yeah, go outside. Go go outside. It's beautiful weather. Relax. Yeah. Ball baseball's supposed to be fun. And if you're not enjoying watching your team because you're too invested, you're too close to it. We all do it. We all take a step back. Nobody can watch all 162 games. And if well, you are, then you There was the story that came out about how George Springer told Vladdy to start having more fun again too, right? Like yep. Vladdy wasn't having fun. <laughs> and if Vladdy's not having fun, nobody is. <laughs> if you're not having fun watching a ball game, take a break. Take a break, man. The there's, new Ninja Turtles game dropped today. Go play it. There's nothing saying that as a fan of a team, you have to watch every second of every game. Yep. In order to be, to, in order to call yourself a fan. Yep. Like, and I, I was, I was at a football game a last weekend during the, during the Blue Jay game. Or yeah, I was, dri- I was driving to it. That was sick. I'm, I was so jealous. Like I was driving to a football game on Sunday. I'm going to be watching racing. I'm going to be umpiring. I'm going to be umpiring a baseball game tomorrow night, so I'll be able to watch it the first two innings only. Like, I'm not trying to watch every game either. And I come on here twice a week and talk about this team. <laughs> like, it's you don't you don't have to watch every second. They, they they have Jays in thirty and and three five minute highlight packs for a reason. Yep. Sometimes you yeah. got to do that. So if you're really if you're upset that we're playing the Yankees and they're a good team, don't watch. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. When the you Jays think will about be there it. for you tomorrow. Yeah, like watching the Jays 162 times a year is a big commitment. Like, Fuck that. And then if you're one of those people like me who likes to watch Blue Jays Central before the game, like you're it's there for at least heavy, three and a half hours. That's a heavy commitment. Yeah, like I was doing commitment. the math right now. That is it, that's tw- that's 23.62 days of ba- of, <laughs> of watching, and that's if the game only lasts three hours. Like you're, you're basically you're dedicating a month of your life every yeah. season if you're trying to watch every game think of what you could do with like even five of those days back if you say you say you skip every third or, or every fifth game even to go do something yeah. else like go hang out with your friends go walk your dog watch a movie with your significant other um like yeah call your mom call go your get, dad go to the bar and get hammered with your friends like do something like yeah yeah uh, don't watch every game because you'll be you'll you won't be happy you'll be you'll be a lot less happy when they win and you'll be even more sad when they lose if you watch every game yeah it's yeah. tough to take that being please said, yeah please do not rely on the blue jays for your emotional health because <laughs> you'll be in for a bad ride and yep. uh yeah that's not good we don't want that let, let us though get back to the actual series now <laughs> yeah. it is kind of exciting yeah we it's always great some, some cool matchups Jordan Montgomery, the lefty, will face the ready Ross Stripling on Friday in a Friday night affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a sexy matchup. That's that's going to be a bit of – could be a pitcher's duel or maybe one of them scuffles. Who knows? 
Yeah, I mean, Strip's been good in his two turns since he took over for Ryu. Um, he's getting himself stretched back out. I, I think that they like him for five or six innings max. Like, you hope that he doesn't give up too many hits. Like, he gave up one hitting against Detroit, so he's able to go twice through the order. 75 pitches, I think, is what yeah, he said. Yeah, I think, uh, I think if he can get you twice through the order against the Yankees and give you five innings for that, you're laughing. I don't know if you That's want him to dope. face Judge a third time right nope. now, the way Judge is hitting this year. There's not a, a pitcher in the league that should face Aaron Judge a third time. Unless he's you're just like having a great year. Alec Manoa or something, you know? But... Nope, I wouldn't even say that. He's, just, <laughs> he's lethal. Yeah, um, they're, they're a very good team. Um, now, the lefty versus righty, it's kind of intriguing because we don't have... Our bench is a little thin right now, man. Chappie is hurt. Yeah, I I think he'll be all right. I think they're just they said yeah. that his his he's still battling a bit of soreness in that wrist. He had two great games before today. Like he, he hit some dingers, hit some balls pretty hard. So I, I think it's just uh making sure that he's that he can stay in the lineup. Either way, we we do like we're three days away from getting another bat. Yes. From losing a pitcher, it'll yep. probably be Jeremy Beasley. Uh, that's why they had him log a crazy number of innings today. Yeah, you could even you may even see him go down before, before the game tomorrow to try and get somebody else up. Could be Casey Lawrence. It could be, be Casey Lawrence. It could be Adrian Hernandez with no, the, the screwball. Gonna... I'd love that. I'd love. I we could dedicate an entire episode to talking about the screwgee. Just talking about the screwgee. Um, oh, I would love that. But but yeah, like I I don't. I'm not sure they have they put Ryu on the 60 day yet. I don't know if they have. So that that's a that's a roster move that could happen any day now, really, because we know he's not going to pitch this year. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what the actual like probably waiting procedures are. Like, do they do they have to wait until he has said surgery in order to place him on that? I'm not 100% sure, but I don't see why they sure. would rush it considering but, yeah. he's not technically taking up space. No, he's he won't be once he's on the 60-day. He is when he's on the 15, though. He's te- he's still he's he's taking up a spot on the 40-man while he's on the 15-day. Once you move oh, to yeah, the that's 60, that's when you can have that spot. That's why they had moved Pierce into the 60. It'll probably be before tomorrow's game. It could that be. The moves all happen. So it'll yeah. probably be like, you'll see... I think you'll see him go to the 60, which means we get another yeah. player. They'll and Casey Lawrence is on the 40-man roster. So they wouldn't That's have right, to, he is. They would not have to uh, open up a spot for him. The 34-year-old is having a great season in Buffalo, too. Yeah, he's not a young man, but he's he's doing something right this year. And, and I like it. And we know that it's not easy to come from AAA to the big leagues. Like Jeremy Beasley's been very good in Buffalo, and he's had a couple of stinkers. He did pitch admirably today. But yeah, he's probably going to get sent down though. Um, it'd be interesting though. Who else is there to bring up? Do you bring up Adrian Hernandez as well as Casey Lawrence? You might like Casey pitched a couple games with the Jays, like uh, against in the Cleveland series. He was up yeah. briefly when they were in Cleveland. Um, but what happens? Like, uh, is Hernandez on the forty man? He is not. No, so he would have to be added to the forty man. Casey is though, so Casey it's not is. too bad. Yeah. Somebody has to. Yeah. So it's probably going to be really and I mean, you, up that spot. And, and just for reference, your your be, your current bench bets, your bench uh, options on the forty man are Vinny Capra, Leo Jimenez, and Otto Lopez. <laughs> so Capra has obviously been at the team a little bit. Otto was with the team last year. Jimenez is in the low minors still. Um. So I mean, if it's not Capra or Jimenez or Zach Collins with they're not going to carry a fourth catcher, so you know that's not going to happen. It's hard uh, to say when Danny's going to be back, though. Yeah, but they're not. I don't. I don't think. I don't see them calling up Collins to be the third catcher. I think they'd rather just roll with the current two. That's. Um, I mean, it's very risky. On the other hand, on the on the telecast, they've also mentioned that it is. Charlie likes having the flexibility of being able to have like put Kirk in DH. Yeah, when he's not. Yeah, they want his bat every day. Yeah, and then Gabby to, obviously right has now. to pick up the scraps. Yeah, and but Gabby's having, done well so far. Having Collins does give them the flexibility of being able to pinch hit. Yeah, I I don't know. Sacrificing if, a catcher. It just it, it's just tough to bring like because Collins is another lefty, right? And then you've got because then you have Tapia, Zimmer, and Collins all lefties. 
I mean, Biggio when he's not starting. Like, they're all lefties. Yeah. Which is which is great. And like Biggio has been starting a lot of games because he's been playing better. Um, with the bat anyway. But it's like you almost need to bring a righty up as another bench bat. And like it's it's a utility guy, so it's either a Capra or an or a Lopez, unless you're adding somebody else to the That's, to the roster. That would be what my choice is, but again, yeah, they seem to be terrified of the prospect of calling up Samad Taylor. Yeah, which, who knows why? Yeah, I'm not 100 sure either. Um, I don't know, but and and again, Bradley Zimmer is hitting below 100. Yeah, like he's he's on this uh, team purely for defense at this point. Um, but at some point, you have to cut the cord, I think. Yeah, I mean, Derek Fisher was on the team for defense too, and it turned out he wasn't actually that good at it. <laughs> Um, you can't catch balls with your face and call yourself good at defense. It's just, and like Tapia is not a great defender either. So he's only oh, in there. No. He's on, he's only in there on defense because Springer gets days off and they don't feel confident Like you can't start Zimmer right now because he can't hit for shit. Nope. He had a double today, but it was a garbage time. They were losing 10 to one. I mean, good for him though. Yeah. Good for him to get a hit and like, thank you for coming in and getting somebody else a couple innings off their feet because that's what you're good for at this point. Um, It's harsh. It's harsh but true. (laughs) I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I just, I don't, I am perplexed that he is on this team still. Yeah, me too. I want some odd Taylor. When you could have called up Taylor or Nathan Lucas at this point as better bats and probably, I mean, worse defenders, but I mean... You, you don't you don't win you win more games by scoring runs than you do by having a guy make a catch most times like i yep. don't know i'm just it's no you, anyway. you win baseball games with runs you win baseball uh, games with runs by scoring runs Pre- prevention anyway. of runs is important but scoring them is arguably more important so way more important because um, you cannot win a game without scoring back runs. to the Let's, yankees <laughs> i love this second game look whether you yeah, like this is the a yankees game. or not this is the premier Pitching yep. matchup, I think, so far this year, in any game the Jays have played, Jamison Tayon versus Alec Manoa, Clash of the Titans. They're both righties, off to hot starts. Tayon obviously seven and one, two point nine three ERA, fifty two strikeouts. Manoa eight and one, one point six seven ERA, sixty eight strikeouts. The edge obviously goes to Manoa, who, again, an absolute buzzsaw right now. Loves pitching against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. He's made Aaron Judge look foolish multiple times so far yeah. this year and last year. He's made everybody look foolish at some point this year. He's just he's he's easily the best pitcher that the Jays have right now. He's been the and most consistent. We'll put it that way. He is in the bottom, or sorry, not the bottom, but the top three, I think, in ERA amongst in, all pitchers in all of baseball. In MLB. Yeah. This guy, we're so lucky to have Manoa. Um, and maybe he throws a stinker, but I kind of doubt it. This guy lives and breathes for competition. Mm-hmm. He's got an intensity that I've, I absolutely love. He's always in the dugout. And it's yeah, not kidding. like uh, it's not like asshole intensity. It's like no, super upbeat Wells. intensity. Yeah. Like he's like just loves baseball. Yeah. It's passion more so than yeah he's anything. not like david wells he's not yeah he's not a yeah. lunatic they talk or... about it they beat it to death every time he starts it's like he's they talk about how he's oh how many starters do you see who are up on the top row like during a game like nobody because they all sit on the bench and like pout in between innings for the most part like this <laughs> dude yeah this this dude is up wearing his like his, his big jacket to stay warm he's up shooting the shit with vladdy at the railing like he's just like he's He's a big kid having fun and probably wants to hit. Probably wants to, <laughs> he yeah. probably wants to do it all. They did. They did talk about that a few weeks ago, and I guess his numbers hitting in college weren't that great, so maybe nope. he doesn't want to hit. But nope. uh, <laughs> he probably will, never will. He's up fine. against the dual citizen Patrick Jamison Tyon. He has Canadian parents. He's born yep. in, born in the states, but he's a dual citizen. So I like Jamison Tyon. He's off to I a great start. I wanted us to trade for him. He almost threw a no hitter this year. Uh, he a did starts ago. So. He has got great stuff it's going to be a hell that's going to be a hell of a matchup that's at uh 307 eastern time on mm-hmm. saturday Afternoon. and of course faja's day father's day you say kikuchi uh 
a real, there's a real clash of the Titans. You got Garrett Cole, six and one, three point three three ERA, ninety one strikeouts, strikeout machine. Garrett Cole going up against the behemoth, uh, absolutely legendary left-handed pitching arm, Yusei Kikuchi, Future two and three with a four point eight zero ERA, fifty six strikeouts. Um, I think this matchup heavily favors Yusei Kikuchi. What do you think? Uh. Yeah, I don't. I, I, when you have a, when you have an all time great like Akuchi on the mound for you, I don't know how you can't expect to win. Here's the thing: um, we're joking now, but Kikuchi actually did quite well against the Yankees twice, twice. <laughs> and he'll have plenty of time to think about his absolute dog shit performance uh, in his last start. Hopefully, he makes some adjustments. I believe he's capable of it, but whether he does or doesn't, I don't know. Um, Garrett Cole's a machine. He's a really good pitcher. People, yakety yak, tack merchant, all this other stuff. Just shut up. He's a great pitcher. Enjoy the ball games this weekend. Um, Garrett, this is tough, man. These are three. These are their like top three. No, it's not even because there's no Severino. No Severino next placed on the COVID IL during uh, during today's game. He was supposed to start tonight, so we weren't supposed to see him in the series, but. Uh... That'll that'll change things for the Yankees. So who knows what they're? I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. Their game starts soon. I would have rather have faced Severino than Montgomery or. Taylor but uh, maybe they're going to have to do a bullpen day, and maybe some of their guys will be tired out a little bit. Hard to yeah, say. I don't know. Could be. Either way, we uh, we're we're generally happy with the performance of the Jays. Four and three, not ideal against weaker teams. Strength of schedule, blah blah blah. But just relax. Jays will be fine. Be zen. Yeah. Yes. Call your mom. Call your dad. <laughs> call, your, call your dad on Sunday. Yep. Wish him happy Father's Day. Yep. Those of you who can, those of you whose dads have, are longer with you, just uh, have fond memories of them that day. There you go. That'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, give us a follow on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. DM us. Tweet us topics, questions. Let us know if you disagree with us. We're always happy to have that discussion. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Website is bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks, as always, for listening to the episode. If you do like us, or even if you don't, leave us an honest review on Apple. Tell us how to get better. Leave us a star rating on Spotify. It helps more Blue Jays fans find the show, and it gets us in the ears of more folks as well, too, which we appreciate. For Patrick out in Halifax, Justin here in Saskatoon, have a good weekend. Go Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays.